In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hi, and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Brittany, and today, Aileen is back for the first time since giving birth to little baby Mila. Welcome back, Aileen. Thank you. What is a podcast? I haven't recorded one (laughs) so long. What's up? It's so exciting to be back. I'm so excited to record with you, and I know you guys can't see us, but we're wearing our pink matching Cool Mom sweatshirts. I'm very excited to wear this because I got it when I was like, I got it from Shop Betches, obviously when I was pregnant and it did not fit me, but now it fits me and I'm, I wore it for this occasion. So excited. Okay. Well, I have so many questions. The audience has so many questions. I know you have so much that you want to tell everybody and catch yeah. up yeah. everybody on. But like, first, how have you been feeling? Like, how, like what's well, going on? Well, first of all, audience at home, everyone should just take a shot every time I cry today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I am feel I'm feeling okay today. You know, every day is different. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling fine today. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a little bit of a roller coaster, especially in the beginning. It's a roller coaster, and then like every yeah. single time I like, we, you and I have spoken a lot since. Yeah. And. You always say, like, whenever I tell you something's going on, you're like, you're in the thick of it. Like, someone else is telling me I'm in the thick of it another time. Apparently, I'm in the thick of it, like, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I... I know I've said this to you so many times, but I swear all of a sudden they hit three months and they become different babies. It like there really is something just like it obviously is a developmental thing that, you know, that it's this fourth trimester thing. There's truth to it. They really are like these like little infant babies. And then all of a sudden at three months, they become more durable and things do get easier. (laughs) You could throw them around, you know. Well, that is something like I did notice. I feel so much more confident, like even just maneuvering her. Like in the beginning, you're so just, it's just like a tiny little fragile. Yeah alien <laughs> and, and in the hospital it was so funny people were like oh how do you feel and like I literally feel like I'm stealing someone's child like who is this <laughs> like I'm coming home with a kid like I don't I don't understand what's going on but like little by little you start to process it and it's sort of now I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable like holding her like a throw over my back to burp her which by the way burping is the worst thing ever the most not worst thing obviously like the most yeah. annoying normal thing that you have to do especially in the middle of the night when they don't burp 
And then you're like freaking out. Oh my God, she's going to spit up. Like she's going to choke and Google uh-huh. what happens if you don't burp. Like don't you Google. See <laughs> Google <laughs> the first month I literally bought some, I bought something every single middle of the night, like on Amazon or like I still do that <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Guess what I bought today? <laughs> this is like a new that's actually, package. That's actually a question from somebody. So we'll get to that later but somebody did ask what have you been buying on amazon that you realize so we'll get into that but um yeah burping is like because it's like it's the most like simple thing if you think about it but it induces so much anxiety because of what you're saying and like you're just like stressing over it and And then it also takes forever it takes forever and it's just like it takes so much like like forearm and wrist strength oh yeah (laughs) and you're like holding this kid and then they're like wiggling and oh my god and then you're like oh should i put her down now should i put her down now and then you're like no 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 maybe there i have another second and then just time goes by and you're never sleeping (laughs) You, you know what the best feeling is when they won't burp and it's it's like half hour and not burping you're, and you just like give up and then you move them and they uh-huh. let out a huge oh, yes. burp a huge adult burp it yes. is so shocking how loudly <laughs> a small 10 pound baby burps uh-huh. or even smaller i'm like did that just come from you i know it's crazy yeah it's like really as if they just had like a, a like a thanksgiving dinner and it's just like <laughs> like a opera i don't even know it's crazy but perfect sense <laughs> so okay everybody is dying to know your birth story so i know <laughs> this is going to be a roller coaster of a of a story lots of highs and lows so yeah let's get to it okay you want to hear my birth story okay yes it's a highly dramatic birth story i must say i didn't enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people just like enjoy their labor. I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I didn't. So I don't um, know. <laughs> yeah, no. It did not come fast. It did not come easy. <laughs> like Obviously, I had no idea what contractions felt like. I've been, again, was Googling them forever. I've asked you a hundred times, what is a contraction? But you know when you feel it. <laughs> so Rusty wanted to go out. <laughs> and I was like, he's like, we were really close to the due date. And he's like, you think I could go? And I'm like, fine. And that night, obviously, I started feeling contractions, but they were false. They were, what are, what are they called? Um, Braxton prodo- Hicks. Mm-mm. It wasn't Braxton Hicks. It's called prodromal labor. And it's, oh. fa- it's false labor where my, the real contractions happening five minutes or less apart, but they just subside. They like go away. It's like your body practicing for labor. So I learned that. And then, so I like experienced that. I'm kind of happy I experienced that because I was kind of like frantic. I, I started crying. I was like, mom, I'm not oh ready. God. Rusty's not here. My mom was there. Okay, that's not even the birth story because I went on the next day, happy-go-lucky, you know, it went away. But then I think, I guess a week later, I think I posted about that that day. I was like, I guess she's ready to get to come. Then the next week, I guess, I started feeling it in the middle, like at one in the morning and it was like in my back. Like, I thought you were supposed to sort of feel it in your uterus, but in the front, but I didn't really feel anything there. It was in my back and let So you had back labor. Oh my God. I was, she's like, okay, then you should just kind of, you should stay home. I was like, okay. So I do that throughout the whole night. The next day I feel, I'm, this is happening. It's getting worse and it's getting worse. (laughs) 
And then that night I was like, oh my God, I'm at a 10. It's really fucked up. So um, I, then I went to the hospital and I was screaming. It was one of those things where you're like falling to the ground. Like I can't handle it anymore. I was screaming. Mm-hmm. I go to the hospital. I'm like pretty sure. Oh, I went to the doctor that day and they told me I was like only a centimeter. A se- or it was yesterday, the day before, a centimeter and a half. I go to the hospital. It's so painful. Like I'm crying. And they're like, nope, you were you didn't dilate any further. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they're like, uh, you know, we, you could stay here. It's just going to be a really long time. And I'm like, wait, this was at the hospital? Mm-hmm. So they turned you away? Yeah, they turned me away. They, they, that, they didn't. That happened to me. I know, I know. It's yeah. very common. Yeah. And I was like, I guess. I mean, I, they gave it to me as a choice to stay or go. And I was like, I'm going to go. Because if you're telling me I'm not dying, I don't want it. I don't want to stay here for like four days. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, and plus I thought maybe it's fa- false again. Like maybe it'll subside. Okay. So then I go home and they sort of continue. This is I get home like in the middle of the, it was the morning, night. I don't remember. It's, my brain is so foggy. But um, I, I, then I'm laboring. It's not false because it does not go away. And it's the whole day. The whole freaking day was just every, and it wasn't every like 15, 20 minutes. It was every five minutes all day in my back, like as if someone (laughs) was stabbing me with a knife and twisting it. It was just the worst thing ever. So anyway, so I didn't want to go back to the hospital because I was like, they're going to turn me away. So this is where it gets exciting. I tell my mom (laughs) to come. She's like, she she's at work and she's like I can come at night and you know give you an exam if you want and I could see if you're dilated and I was like I'd rather you do that than I go back to the hospital and get admitted and she's like <laughs> she's like okay <laughs> so she's then she goes do you have any lube <laughs> is it weird if you said yes I, was like, <laughs> she, I guess not I was like no I don't have any sterile lube mom and she was like okay I'll find some <laughs> at work <laughs> so she comes over and I'm in so much pain and like but then she comes and she's like actually she does the, the, the exam not weird at all so weird then she (laughs) and then she's like okay i think you're three centimeters dilated and um she's the station aka like where the baby is located up or down is a little high but they all admit you if you want to go like you can still stay home but if you're in so much pain which you seem like you are you should go home so i kept going i was like okay okay like, maybe I can tough this out. No, 30 minutes later, I was like, no, fuck that. We're going. <laughs> and we went and I was screaming. And it was one of those things where like, you know, when you they tell you like you want, you should be screaming for an epidural. Yeah. That's the kind of pain you should be in. Well, I was screaming for an epidural. And that was really kind of scary to get. But the guy, the anesthesiologist were so nice. And, I, and the nurse that I had was so nice. And I was like staring at her and I was like, is it over? She's like, deep breaths, deep breaths. And it was over and it was great. I got admitted. I didn't feel anything. It was awesome. Okay, like all that is great. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fast forward to... They, they, I think they switch nurse shifts and I get a different nurse and the doctors and I, I have a, a different doctors on call than my actual doctor, but she was great. She was nice, but they switch shifts and I have a different nurse than before. And this nurse seems like she just came out of school and it was pretty difficult in this situation because I'm not, I don't want to go into all the details. But like there are points in the time where like she wasn't even in the room and I was pushing and Rusty had both his arms on my legs and my mom was at the end. Like basically I was alone Wait. pushing. I fast forwarded a lot in this story. You need to backtrack. Backtrack. Okay. 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 How were you able to push without like a team in there? This is what I'm saying as it's dramatic, that it was very dramatic. Okay, so I'm in the hospital for a long time. I get my epidural, get my, you know, you ask for more, they come back for more. It's, there. my mom is sleeping, Rusty's sleeping in a chair, you know, like nothing is happening. They're like, we're gonna give you some Pitocin to speed this along. I was freaked out about the Pitocin. They're like, it's normal, it's fine. You're, it's, we're, it, um, they're not inducing me because I'm already. No, yeah. It's called um, accelerating, I think. Yeah. The labor, whatever. Yeah. So they give you the Pitocin? Pitocin. 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 What did I just say? <laughs> it's okay. You haven't been sleeping. It's fine. I literally have not been sleeping. Um, did I just say Pitocin and then I just forgot the word yes. again? <laughs> yes. We're going to just, we're going to ignore that. It's Pitocin. fine. No judgment. Okay. Pit Pitocin. That's the word. Pitocin? Pitocin. Pitocin. <laughs> um, the Pitocin, right. And so they like, it, it, and it comes in waves. So it like speeds up the process so your baby moves down right on its own like the Pitocin is supposed to move the baby down but she wasn't moving down and she was still pretty high up 
And all of a sudden I felt like I needed to start, they're like, you need to start pushing. So I started pushing and this nurse, my mom says later, told me because she didn't want to freak me out during this whole thing. So my mom's an OBGYN. If you're listening for the first time, she does this all the time. And it's hard, it was difficult for her to be in the room, but also not like char- taking charge because I asked her just like, don't do that, but like be my advocate. So I wish she had of did. She ended up having take, taking charge, by the way. So like that's the end of this story. But she, the the nurse, I think mismanaged my pitocin because I was I was contracting so often. But it but Mila was too high up on me, so I physically every time I pushed, I was pushing for three hours, three full hours. I was in active pushing this baby down my uterus because when she's when I started pushing she was all the way at the top but the pitocin was giving me those like contractions too Mm -hmm. often so it was like every three minutes that I was actually pushing for three hours and it was like oh my god like I have like PTSD like looking at Rusty's face like counting down because you're like do you do the countdown Mm -hmm. and um and that was crazy. And then during the breaks, though, like the nurse just left. She just left. I don't know where she went. And then, so I was like, I got to push again three minutes later. And Rusty was just had his hands on my legs. And my mom was at the bed. There was no one in the room. And this is I'm, bizarre. I, I know it's bizarre. It's really fucked up. My mom was really pissed off <laughs> because she delivers at, or she used to deliver, but she does her surgeries at this hospital. Oh, so. But she she was like, I don't know what's going on. There was also a period of time where I, oh, a thing that I didn't know or just didn't cross my mind is that like they put a catheter in you <laughs> and I've never had a catheter. Yeah, but you're numb when they do it if you're, you get the you epidural. You don't know what's going on, right. Also, yeah. Because, like, it makes sense. You can't get up. Yeah. Well, so, I guess you only get it if you get the epidural. You, w- right. you wouldn't get it if you don't have an epidural. Right, right, right. And that was part, that was my only thing. I was like, I'm getting epidural. That's my only part of my birth plan. Anyway. So at one point, I felt like I needed to pee. And you're not supposed to feel that when you have a catheter. And I was like screaming, like, I need to pee. Like, this feels crazy. Like, I need to get up. I'm going to pull all my things out. If I have to pee somewhere, like, it was like this crazy sensation. And this nurse was like, oh, everything seems fine down there. Meanwhile, Rusty, who's a nurse practitioner, is like, her thing is blocked. Like, you could see it's blocked. Her catheter is blocked. You need to redo it. Oh, no. And... I was like, someone please do something. Imagine that you didn't have like doctors in there with you. Oh, I know. Another thing that happened was when they transferred me from like admission to the, they moved me to the, that to the bed of the room in the very beginning, I felt like my water broke. So I, that, that's when I thought my water broke. I felt something we, I guess nobody saw or whatever. So we were just under the impression that my water broke. So this random PA comes in and is like, this is, I don't, at some point during that, my, obviously my timeline's all fucked up. You're in this room with no windows for like 24 hours. I have no, like, no concept no windows. timeline. There's no windows in the labor room. What? In the, in, in the, in the surgery room, like where there, there's no wind. There were no Why windows. were you in a surgery room? In the, the delivery room. Mine and then looked, they, um, mine and then was they in the room with windows. Oh my God, I'm never going back to this. This is a really nice hospital too. So I don't know what my I'm, experience was. Yeah, so I'm anyway, surprised. so I'm in a room with no windows. <laughs> in a dungeon. <laughs> Where were you? I'm just kidding. I know, I know you were at a very... I was at a good hospital. Should I say which hospital? I know. 
And what was I saying? A PA comes in. And this PA is perfectly nice. She seems smart, whatever. She's like, oh, we're going to do this other test. And once your water breaks, you're not so you're supposed to limit the amount of like tests or anything you do for risk of infection. Right. So my so my mom's like sitting there. She's like, why? Why are you doing this test? Like you can see all of her vitals. You can see how far along she is on this on the on the screen. You can do. She's like, I th- I just think this is a really good idea. My mom's like, and she looked at me. I'm like, just do, just do it. She's like, no, you're not gonna do it. <laughs> you're not going to do this test and like is there like and meanwhile I felt bad because like this PA is probably so pissed because I'm sure everybody hates when there's like somebody backseat driving like your show but in this case she my mom's like do you mind like and she was very very respectful she was like do you mind just like getting a second opinion like from the attending on call or anybody she's like sure I'll ask she never comes back probably because she was not supposed to do this test on me anyway so Fast forward, I'm pushing all alone by myself. Three hours later, my doctor comes. <laughs> Thankfully, I pushed for so long that they switched calls that my doctor actually was on call when when Mila came out. Right. So she comes and at that point, like the nurse or the nurse is, they were just not, they were just not like taking charge nurse comes back and she's like um to my mom she's like I'm not really sure if you're supposed to be doing this and my mom's like well you're not like you you haven't been here you're not doing because she was like sitting at the end of the bed like seeing what was going on and at that point my mom my doctor came my mom took my doctor I didn't know this happened because I was so so, so yeah she took my doctor out of the room she's like this is not okay we need to get another nurse and my mom walked around the whole L&D floor looking for someone she recognized from when she was used to deliver like five, six years ago. She found like a more a seasoned nurse. You know, like the L&D nurses are supposed to be like hardcore. They take charge. They're yeah. Supposed, like they're, they're there the whole time. Like your care is so important. They're, they're the hardcore nurses. I didn't uh-huh. have a hardcore nurse. So my mom found someone. She was like, she called her by her name. She's like, I need you. I need you. And she they remembered each other. She's like, I need you. I need you to come in here and take, I need you to take charge. My daughter's giving birth. Like, please, like whatever's happening here is just not okay. So she comes in and it's like a whole nother show. She's telling me where to push. She's telling me all these things. And in the end, the doctor comes. I'm so tired. I haven't slept in two days already because I was admitted to the doctor the night, the day before. And it's already like the next afternoon. So it's like two days, nights. I have not slept. I'm so freaking tired. And my doctor is like, you probably have like three, three more like sessions of pushing, you know, left. You're almost there. You're so close. And I was like, fuck no, I'm doing it right now. (laughs) And in like literally three pushes, I think I just like threw her out of me (laughs) and she came out. I miraculously did not tear on the outside what I, don't ask me only internal tears and but <laughs> that said the drama doesn't end there there was a new anesthesiologist when they switched shifts this one also a newbie and was oh, no. kind of rude and oh, no. did not give me enough anesthesia at the end when she was 
catching me up. So oh. when he brought Mila on me. I was so happy. I was so excited. You saw that picture. I was hysterically crying. But at the same time, I was screaming, I can feel you. <laughs> I can feel this. I can feel this. Like, and my mom was looking at me. She felt so, she's like, what's going It was so dramatic, Brittany, when I tell you. But I was so happy. It was <laughs> They didn't give any like local anesthesia. Like, where, like in your vag, like I, they gave me local anesthesia when they went to stitch me up. I don't know, but anyway, that's what happened. And oh then, my God. and then, so I felt it. It was fine. It was over. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. then they keep you in this recovery room. they switched your room no i like there's i was in three different places i was in the delivery room then there this there's this like purgatory room and i was there and like <laughs> i was like falling asleep and they were i was like i don't know if i feel safe like i'm holding meal and there's like no lady here <laughs> like i need someone to please come because <laughs> we're like so tired i don't know what's going on but it's also the afternoon. I don't know. They finally admit me like two hours later to to my like room room mm-hmm. where I'm like staying. And you have a window. I have a window. It's so rainy. <laughs> it's like literally like the horror show. But at the same time, I was so thankful and grateful that like nothing went wrong from a perspective of like everybody's healthy. Yes. She was healthy. Everything was okay. You know, nothing went wrong from that respect but just the labor was dramatic but then so anyway so I got admitted to this room I don't know what day it is because it's like dark little dark out because yeah. it's rainy and um this nurse comes in talking telling me telling me I have to watch this video about shaking baby syndrome yep <laughs> I had to watch that too like but while she was talking to me I was falling asleep like I felt so bad like I could not keep my eyes open and and she like swatted me (laughs) (laughs) to stay awake I was like are you kidding I can't (laughs) I've just gone through hell and back and I've not slept now it's gonna be three days and and anyway, <laughs> she just wanted me to wake up. Anyway, that ended there. Everything was rusty. Was a champ. He because he was like he's like just look at me. And he was doing the counting. He was trying to play songs, and I was just screaming Aww. like next song, <laughs> not this one. He was like trying to play final countdown. I'm like, do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to be final I was, I was just screaming like next song as if we were just casually in a car oh but like God. no and um yeah he was like holding on to both legs my mom was in the it was nuts it was nuts but it was fine because you're all healthy I, we're all healthy i have a story to tell <laughs> mind you i wish it was slightly less dramatic but um that 
And then also, if you ever give birth and you're obviously you're staying overnight, fun tip, um, buy pizza for the night nurses. Rusty did that because he obviously knows what it's like to be in a hospital on the other end. And he's like, no one thinks about the night nurses he got them pizza. They were so nice to me afterwards. <laughs> they were like trying to teach me how to swaddle. But when you gave birth to Jack, did he, they keep him in the room with you? Yes. The whole time? But, yeah, but with Oliver, I sent him to the nursery. But they told me. I actually found out with Jack. I thought the nursery didn't exist because of COVID. But then when I was leaving, she was like, oh, no, we have a nursery, but we just don't encourage it anymore. We're really trying to phase the nursery out. Okay, that's crazy to me because I wanted sleep so bad. I hadn't slept. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, here's this baby. Fuck you. Yeah. Did she go to a nurse, the nursery? It, well, I asked in the middle of the night because they were like, she she wakes up every two hours to feed. I was like, oh my God, I'm never sleeping for the rest of my life. Like really (laughs) hit me. And I was like, I should have really gotten some more sleep before I came <laughs> I should have really listened to everyone. That is a tip, by the way, people, if you can, sleep up. But um, not possible if you're like in labor for like 700 hours. But like I – there was like a really sweet nurse and I was like – I I called her like three times. Like I don't know how to swaddle. Like I don't know what's going on. Like can you – like there wasn't even the easy swaddles, the hospital blankets. Like I'm supposed yeah. to know how to fold it on her in a way that keeps her warm. Like are you kidding me? Like I can't even – I don't even know if it's day or night. Like <laughs> so yeah, no. she – I was like – she's like, do you want me to take her for this for this stretch? I was like, please. So I got a little time to sleep. They took her to the nursery and then got her back. And, you know, she had like high bilirubin. We were going to leave that. So I'm not going to get into any of that. But we are here two months later. (laughs) And it's amazing how much she's grown like different human. Wait, but, I have I have questions. You yes, can't just like trail off this story. I We need to go back okay, and like back recap. This is a crazy story. Okay. Was there ever a point that you thought or they said anything about a C-section? No. Never? Never. Not once. I don't, unless I blacked it out, but no. Did you like not realize, I'm asking this because of like how I felt my first time. Did you not realize how hard you needed to push in the beginning? And then like towards the end, you were like, oh, I need to like push like way harder than I've been pushing or you were kind of like going all in the entire time? Okay, so I mean, the first, maybe the first 30 minutes, I wasn't doing it right, maybe in the right place. You know, you're supposed to push like out of your butt. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I don't, maybe I was trying to figure out how to do that. But the rest of the time I was all energy all like they were like do you want to rest and i'm like sure i'd love to rest but then i had another contraction i was like i need to push now right i can't rest anymore so it was yeah no i didn't i i, I was doing it a, a full speed ahead 100 percent. that's why i was passing out in front of that other nurse who like hit me on the head <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing to me um and then also so because you were pushing for so long, so for me, when I was pushing that long, my epidural like completely wore off. Did yours completely wear off? No, because I asked them about, oh my God, yeah, I remember now. Because I, I asked the anesthesiologist specifically, I heard from my friend that it wears off. Can you make sure, like, I don't want to get it too early so that it doesn't wear off. And they're like, no, we don't know. Like, we'll give you just enough and then we'll keep giving you 
more when you need it. Like you'll ask for more and you'll be floating through. But, but so, while you're pushing, they because for me, like they turned the catheter or like whatever it is, because it's like it's a catheter. So they turned it off like however long before I was ready to push because the doctor was like, I want you to be able to feel it a little bit because you need to yes. know where to push. Yes. So right. there wasn't anything going into me for like five hours. You know, that sounds familiar. My mom also was like, you don't want to get too much epidural because you want to be able to feel it so it happens faster. Maybe from that fact, I didn't ask for it that much. I wasn't getting it that often. But when I started to like feel my body, like I feel my left side of my body, like I need to get it. Um, or I was feeling the contractions, like getting worse and worse. Well, this is yeah. before I was pushing though. When right, I was pushing, I pushing. don't remember anything. I, I felt like... <laughs> I, I felt the I like I basically gave like an epidural-less birth. So like I'm wondering if you felt the same way. I definitely felt it, whatever I was feeling. I don't know. Like I have no idea. Yeah. I have no I knew it was Just painful. Like blacked it out. I felt that I felt the her doing the um suturing. Ugh. So maybe I also had no epidural at that oh time. Oh my god. But I honestly have nothing to compare it to, you know, like right. I have no clue. Right. So it's just, but it was, but it was crazy. But it was so funny because when she was like, like she came, she was on me, they were okay. Yeah. I just screamed. I'm like, did she cry? Did she cry? And they're, they're like, yes, she's crying. And I'm like, oh. And then I literally almost passed out. Like it was, it was just complete like relief, like but like you're overwhelmed from being so tired. Yeah. Like you have no energy left. I've never felt like that in my life before. You can't move. Yeah. But then somehow you get the energy to like hold hold them. And then like me, then this picture start happening and I'm like, don't post anything. <laughs> I'm like, don't get any bad angles. <laughs> so I had the wherewithal to be like, no bad angles. Meanwhile, my mom is so funny the way she takes pictures. She like comes so close to you with her camera. <laughs> and I'm like, move back, lady. <laughs> too close. Like, too close. But it was, yeah, it was quite the experience. Wow. But yeah, you know, you still want to do it again. <laughs> I mean... Hello. I know. But you said it happened so fast the second time. With Jack, I was in labor for like total of six hours, pushed him out in nine minutes. It was like complete That's opposite. Crazy. And I had a right. very similar experience that you did with Mila. Right. With Oliver. So. Right. Right. I do now remember because yeah. I remember you telling me the epidural wore off and it was really crazy and it was so dramatic. But yeah. Isn't it wild to think like what we can do and then just like, and then what's crazy about it is they're like, okay, here's your child, go home and have fun. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. I know. You're sending me home with this child alone? I know. Even I felt un like weird in the hospital. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Meanwhile, like I'm profusely bleeding. Like I had no idea what was going on. She's like, here's all of the um, pads and the ice and the, all that stuff and the meds. Call us when you pee because <laughs> they have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> the, oh, when I was in that like purgatory room, the woman was like, I need you to pee. I'm like, I can't feel my legs. Like, what they do you make mean? You, did she, they make she you walk? She walked me. Yeah. She yeah. walked me. I couldn't pee. I couldn't feel anything. She's like, let's just make sure you pee so you don't like die. I'm like, <laughs> okay, lady, you scared me. That's what she lady. said to you. Something like that. She said something like, and I translated it as, oh, I'm going to die. Like you go into like, 
shock or I don't know, but I yeah, don't like the nurses pee. that you were with. I can't even tell you how important the nurses are. Apparently, you can. I mean, if you plan your your delivery, you can request certain nurses or like make a plan. But um, in some hospitals, but the nurses are maybe even more important than your doctor is what I'm came to realize very yeah. quickly. I agree. The doctor's there like Not for the last minute. 10 minutes. Like, you know, like it's I really know. the nurses. It's really the nurses. They take care of you. They make sure that like your your care and like your actual delivery are different things. And your care is so important. It's like the whole time you're there for like three days or whatever, two days, including when you're like, like shot up with drugs. <laughs> like I don't know what's going on. I can't advocate for myself. I've never been through this situation. You need the nurses to like look out for you. Yeah. And I'm very happy that my mom and Rusty were there. You're very fortunate that you had them in the room and you had they knew what they were talking about. Because I don't, I think everything would have been okay, like would have been I fine. Think so too. It just would have been a little bit even more dramatic, and you wouldn't have had the answers that you wanted to get from people that you trusted. It's kind of, it's like very overwhelming. They like ask you questions, and then you have to make a decision about certain things. Like even with the catheter situation, they're like, "Do you want us to change this catheter? There's risk for infection." And I was like, "I don't know." Like. Sure, please. I have to pee. Do, am I going to pee up? Like, I don't know what happens with biology. Yeah. Like, like yes. Like, it was really crazy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Things to think about. Things to think about. I mean, I hope it really didn't scare anybody. I know, like, people say that um, they like hearing birth stories and people like saying that, like, oh, I hate when moms, like, like fear monger. <laughs> but... I only do it to prepare you. <laughs> it's not fear mongering. Look, it's a truth. And like the truth of the matter is like you were saying, like we do it again. Yeah, it's right. like, it's kind of, it's crazy because it's something you've never experienced before. And this is, we're talking about like healthy labor and deliveries. Like I can't imagine. And I feel for anybody that have had gone through something, you know. Oh my God, I know. You know. That's what I'm saying. Is other like this, than that, but. This, there, the, the outcome was everything was okay thank god but like this happens when things are okay <laughs> I can't like it's really crazy it's really just like you don't know what to expect you can't possibly make I don't get how people make birth plans things th- th- go up in the air mm-hmm. in a second you know just expect sort of to make real time decisions because you don't know how to f- how you feel until you feel it exactly like you have no clue how to I feel for like that. you wouldn't do anything differently. Like no. what were you what were you going to do? Ask for a different nurse. I do know I have things about things that I would do differently like fast forward like after this, after the birth. So, okay, fast forward now you went home, now you're home with Rusty and the baby and you also had a nurse with you. So what what helped you in that? It actually, it was the same nurse that I had. Yes, you were amazing. She's amazing, Renee. My, I had, shout out to Renee. Um, she was awesome. Um, it made me feel, she stayed with me for four, with us for four weeks. Um, it made me feel so much better coming home 
knowing that there was somebody there who knew what they were doing. Because <laughs> yeah, I again now I haven't slept for three days because I had to stay in the hospital for longer because um, she tested high in her bilirubin, meaning she had like jaundice and they have to put her under a light for like six hours and rusty and i really wanted to get out of there so it was like really frustrating and also renee was like like i had we had to call um rusty's dad to go let it come get her letter inside the house but yeah it was felt great that she was there i had no it was obviously so awkward at first the other thing is that so i really wanted to breastfeed what yeah, what's going on with that and what how did that start well I wanted to breastfeed like I know I really wanted to and when the hospital it was just like they just put her on you and it just sort of happens but when you're like in the, you're staying there they're like oh do you want to see the lactation consultant and I was like yeah I have no idea what the hell is going on I don't know how to breastfeed like what's going on? but this woman was so intense and she was speaking at the speed of light <laughs> she was literally going to, i literally i i looked at her you remember in billy madison when they're like slow down yeah i literally said to her i'm like you're gonna have to repeat that <laughs> i'm like i have no idea what you just said and she was like trying to get like go fast 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 and she was like don't do the pacifier don't do this and she basically instilled a lot of fear in me is the end of that and i the only thing that i wish i had done differently and I'm going to do even do this next time, is I want to read about breastfeeding and how you're supposed to do it and watch all the videos and understand your supply and how much they need and blah, blah, blah. Because I don't know if anything actually would have been differently because gone differently because with Billy Rubin, for them to, they need to pee and poo a lot for it to come out. The, the yellowness in their skin to come out that and being under the sun. So if they're not getting enough milk, they may not be hydrated and they may not be peeing. So with that, I was like, I th- she didn't pee one of the days after when she came home. And I was like, shit, we got to give her formula. And so I started her like supplementing formula early. And since then, I don't know if like maybe my supply... We, I had a whole bunch of issues. I couldn't latch. But again, I think that's normal because their jaws aren't strong enough then. But now I look back and I felt like, oh, maybe I need to give her more formula instead, you know, like that kind of thing. And so there was a lot of talk in the house about how hungry she is and it made me kind of feel bad mm-hmm. because maybe I wasn't giving her enough. But then all this information was telling me that like you are giving them enough. So... But she, but she was crying after I fed her for a while. So maybe I wasn't because I also had a breast reduction like six years ago. So that was also in the back of my mind. And I had all this mixed information about how or much or when you should pump, if you should at all. And so basically I like went into that with so that's the only thing I feel like I could have controlled or done differently is like had more information about mm-hmm. The only thing that I knew I wanted to do <laughs> because, but here's, here's why I think it's not my fault. I've, people talk about how breastfeeding is this natural thing and it, you know, it just happens and it's bonding with your baby and it's just, yeah. you know, make all this fucking milk. No, it doesn't work like that. Everyone, I didn't understand until I had to go through it how, like you talk about supplementing, but I didn't know, I thought that's like, rare i didn't know how common it was and i think 
the people, all of the people, all the Betches moms, listeners, and everybody, because you guys DM'd me telling me like, oh, I formula supplemented. I did this and I did yeah. that. And I had no clue how common it was. And call me so naive. Common. Call me stupid. I don't know what it is, but maybe I blocked that information out because I was so determined. And um, so I feel so, I feel fine now about that because I'm so happy she's healthy. She's eating, she's gaining weight. Um, but there was all, also that's my mom. People were like talking, oh, was she gaining weight too much? Are you overfeeding her? All this, all this talk about how much the feeding of the baby. I would just prepare yourself for that if you are pregnant <laughs> and just like sort of as much as get as much information as you can about mm-hmm. like how much they need and how they get it and what your plan is in advance, even though things might not go to plan, just be open to that. Um, but that's the only thing I would totally do differently (laughs) so so for your next child you're saying that you would be more open to starting supplementing with formula from the start and not feeling no i did that from the start i did formula from the start but you felt badly about it and you were kind of like hesitant to do it oh so like your attitude would be completely different about a hundred percent i would have no I, and it's not that I had any problems with, I bought formula in advance. Like I did what you yeah. said to do. <laughs> I had the, I had the formula, but, um, and I, it, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with that. It was like this feeling of like, you're failing in some way, you know, mm-hmm. I get like that. you can't. And, and there was so much anxiety that I had around it because she also wasn't latching and Cause, and that was affecting my supply too. So I wasn't mm-hmm. sure like, is it because of me? Is it because of her? Is it like a combination of things? I tried to get connected to this lactation consultant. I think I did it too late. I was connected to someone later. I found also one, like through a friend of a friend on Instagram and I did it virtually and she was amazing. Um, and... I didn't know how important it was to have like different pump like sizes, flange sizes for your nips (laughs) for your nips and like all this information that they sort of just throw at you at the hospital. Yeah, (laughs) they do. I'm supposed to read this fucking booklet, (laughs) like this pamphlet. And like, it's just, it was, it was, yeah, I definitely would have no problems with formula. I didn't have problems then. It wasn't, it wasn't that. I had no problem with formula. Like, Fed, I'm strong believer in fed is best, but I really wanted to breastfeed. Not yeah. because I thought formula was bad, but I just, something I really wanted to do because I just, I wanted this connection that they claim yeah. that you have. But I, and, and also all the calories that they say you burn. Oh yeah. <laughs> it burns nothing. It just drinks your uterus. I think it's big breast milk that tries to <laughs> tell big you, breast milk. that tries to make, tell, <laughs> make you breastfeed so you feel like you lose baby weight. That's my Do you, do you think, theory. do you think that you wanted to, obviously there's a, a normal instinct to want to breastfeed. Of course, but do you think that it was stronger because of just like outside noise and like feeling like that's what society says is the right thing to do? Oh, 100%. I'm sure I had like this underlying feeling like, but that's why I felt like a failure. Mm -hmm. Like regardless of all the things that I logically knew to be true was that she was healthy 
And right. she was gaining weight and she's getting her nutrients. I still felt like I was failing her in some way, which is not logical. And it felt like sort of this like primitive or primal feeling that I wanted to just give my, if I can make milk, I should want to give it to my baby. And it still feels like that. I'm still pumped. I, I could talk about this whole thing for a while, but basically where I'm at now is that I'm just pumping and I'm going to start weaning or started to wean off of it, but um, I hit a wall with nursing. I just, I was like, you know, I only did as much as I could take, like emotionally and mentally. I realized how much anxiety it was giving me. And I'm so happy that we had that um, person on the podcast to talk about like postpartum anxiety because I didn't even know that was a thing. Dr. I thought it was Lachman. just like- She's coming back. Yeah. Oh, great. Please. <laughs> because I thought it was just like PPD. And like I was constantly Googling like symptoms of all of that. And at the end of the day, I like shut that out. And I was thinking like, is this giving me more anxiety than necessary? And when I felt that, like anytime I would talk about breastfeeding, I would cry. And so I knew <laughs> that there was something wrong, right? Like that's yeah. not supposed to be how you feel. So no. And I still like I'm getting emotional talking about it, which is crazy because I've really come to peace with it. But like that's not this isn't normal. <laughs> You're making me cry. But like this is it's not normal to be this emotional. <laughs> it's not that it's not that big of a deal. Like I logically know. But yeah. And I hit a wall. I was like, she's still not latching. I have to do all of this stuff to increase my supply. I was like buying like yeast. <laughs> I bought that yast. You told me it was disgusting. I told you by Brittany, it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't taste I, anything. Do you have COVID? <laughs> it's <just> disgusting. <laughs> um, I like, so this lactation consultant like put me on a plan. I felt so much more motive. Like, so if you really want to do it, talk to someone early, have a plan, you know, talk to them frequently. She was awesome. She's like, call me every morning, check in. And so I was on, like I had a, I was, I was feeding. I was just yeah. supplementing. But then I hit a wall. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't take one more Moringa tea or whatever, nettle leaf tea. I can't drink one more tea. I can't eat oatmeal one more time. <laughs> like, and I know that sounds so stupid but it, it doesn't was just, it brought it brought me it brought me nothing it made me it felt made me feel unhealthy so yeah I feel bad I'm in a better place now despite my crying <laughs> I think the fact that you were able to um have enough self-awareness to realize that as much as you wanted it for both you and Mila to know how what it was doing to you and to know that it wasn't working and that it's not working, I think is huge because me for myself, I'm like a little bit in that stage as well mm -hmm. and can't detach myself from it. Um, so I, I could totally connect with how difficult that is. And it's a really, really hard thing to do. It's a mind fuck because you feel like you're just, you know, you're saying like letting yourself down and um, especially when you had such high hopes and plans to do this and like you know mm -hmm. society makes it seem like it's so easy when it's not but like you're saying Mila's healthy you need to be healthy you need to be your best self for Mila and that's what's important and if yeah. this wasn't making you your best self then you know 
for you to make that decision to know that you needed to stop, I think yeah. is huge. No, thank you. I appreciate that. And I think that's I think that's even a I think that's bigger than being able to, you know, to breastfeed. It's bigger to be able to realize what is best for both of you. I can take myself out of it and be like, logically, your reaction is not necessary. You can just like give her formula if this is Mm -hmm. doing this to you. But there's something inside of you that's like connected emotionally to it. And maybe there's like, there's other things at play. Like maybe, you know, you're letting other people down or like, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's other things like you wanted to do this one thing. It didn't happen. You know, like, I don't know. This is your first thing you do as a mom and it doesn't work. Like that's, that's part of it. Totally. But, but at the end of the day, I also felt like going back to the baby nurse conversation, if you plan to exclusively breastfeed, I feel like having a baby nurse, a night nurse doesn't, it almost doesn't, you don't need it unless you're pumping at night. Do you agree with me? Like, um, I 100% agree. That's why when I had the night nurse, um, I decided that um, I definitely approached it differently than I did with Oliver, but, but with Jack, um, I was only waking up like once or twice to pump and I wasn't actually nursing him. And I made that choice when, when I hired the nurse. I was like, this is what I'm going to be doing. But for, for me, for this time around, it was a little bit different because I knew like, you, you knew know what to expect. Yeah. I knew what to expect a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that if you're waking up with your baby every two hours, maybe more, like when you add in the like burping and then the rocking to sleep and everything, you're really, you're sleeping for a half hour in between every feeding. Yeah, exactly. You don't, I don't think that you necessarily need a night nurse if that's yeah. what you're doing. So one question that we got from our listeners that I think is great is, what surprised you the most out of everything? A lot of things surprised me. <laughs> I was about I was surprised at how like when so we only had our uh, Renee our night nurse stay for only for 4 weeks. I was surprised I was very scared for that day to come. Like cuz she was like I told you I was like crying like crazy. Oh, I I was so upset when she left. It was I can't I could get into another time about like I was bawling. I'm like, she's never coming back. Rusty's like, she didn't die. I'm like, but she's never coming back. But um, like like ugh, I was cleaning up her bed like within 30 seconds. I was like, I can't look at it anymore. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. No, but it was it's because it, I re- figured it out is because she was like sort of an extension of your baby as long as you've known them, and then all of a sudden they're gone. You're like, what do I do? But also the anxiety being pent up of like. I have to now do this about myself or like with my partner, but still it's like the two of us alone. So I was surprised at how like kind of quickly you figure it out. Like even though you've been doing it for a month, you're in a haze. Like I was, you're bleeding, you're Mm -hmm. not sleeping. I mean, I'm still not really that sleeping that much, but definitely a lot more than before. But you figure it out despite all that. So like anybody who's listening feels like oh this is just horror story for horror story like that that was a really nice surprising thing because and then rusty like really kicked it into high gear when she left and we were like a team and it felt great another really amazing thing that surprised me was the amount 
of moms that came out of the woodwork, like people I've not spoken to in a while, my own friends that I don't, I may not speak to that much, constantly checking on you. It's almost as if this like team of moms come together, like we've got a new one. <laughs> we've got to help them. And it's like, so, it was so amazing. Like I almost felt like you don't have to keep checking on me. I'm fine. like, but then every time it happened, I was like, wow, like this feels, I need to pass this on too. Yeah. And like I would check on other people who just had a baby and it's just, it's such a, I don't, I don't even know. I don't have words for it because it's such like, it's such an uplifting feeling to know that like people like moms, because they, you get it. Like I have feeling like, okay, I'm two months on the other side. Right. But I still can, I still can feel the thoughts I felt on the uh, not having a baby. Mm -hmm. And you can't possibly sort of understand that like the identity shift. And obviously I don't, I don't mean this to, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Obviously who's struggling to have children. Like that's obviously like, I don't want to be insensitive to that. But like once now that I have had a baby, like I feel like a different person. Yeah. And my friend Jordana, she was like in a good way or a bad way. And I'm like, neither. Like it's just, I just feel like I've like crossed over <laughs> to this like other place or like this other phase of life. Then you yeah. can't go backwards. Yeah. And and then there's all these women who have like, uh, it's almost there was like this I, I don't know like I've crossed over <laughs> like they're like welcome helping, welcome like let me help <laughs> you like tell me what you need like what are you going through like everything you're feeling is okay and I got through so many different things like these last few months feel like an eternity but if it wasn't for like even like talking to you about everything and talking to something like my friend that I I have a friend that like I wasn't that close with that I feel much closer with now that helped me with some things that I wasn't sure felt normal. Like, you know, like how much do you like your husband during month one? <laughs> but like so many different things. But no, he's he's amazing. Shout out to Rusty. But that was really, that really surprised me. And it's like another amazing positive that came out of this. And like I said, like when I posted the story about like struggling with my supply and all of that, all these women started messaging me like, about how common it is to formula and like some someone that stuck with me she's like I really believe that all people who say they breastfeed actually also formula supply like supplement but they just don't say it because they technically are breastfeeding so right I, right <laughs> I'm like that's interesting. their little secret I, I like that yeah yeah normalize formula supplementing formula feeding it's totally fine totally. we have we use elementum you and we've got that milk protein allergy dairy free life love What's the stinky up? elementum <laughs> stinky elementum those burps are disgusting Ugh. but here we are but that definitely surprised me and obviously the love for my child <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I love that statement. I've actually never heard that before. Like, I feel like you get a lot of the same responses. I'm sure I've given, you know, the generic response maybe from like what surprises you with parenthood. But, you know, I haven't really heard the whole, um, you know, support system from all the moms that come out because it's so true. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it validates to all the moms listening that when they are reaching out to their friends 
to see how they're doing. Like, cause sometimes, I mean, I know I love it, but then I'm like, am I annoying them? Like, you know, yeah, I'm right, right. like, am I annoying her? But like, really, it does feel good. It does feel nice to know that you have like support and people out there no matter what. And that's also what we're here for, for all of you. And it's important. It's really important. Absolutely. And if there's anybody who's listening who doesn't have that support system, feel free to message us either please directly on Instagram, whatever you need. Because I like don't know what I would have done if I didn't have like all these people to, like to ask questions or to talk to like, I, you know, even the random people like I had to for watch what happens live. I had to get my hair and makeup done and <laughs> the hair, my hair lady, I was telling her about like breastfeeding, my <laughs> breastfeeding problems. I tell everyone <laughs> I cry <laughs> and I can't stop. And she's like, girl, like I stopped like at six weeks, like you did more than you could have possibly known. Like you did so much for your baby. Like you you should be proud. I was like, yes, I am proud. Like it was, it's like a hype up constantly and it makes you feel so good. Like, and I I don't know her, (laughs) you know, and she made a difference. Like it really does make a difference. It does. It does. And you are amazing for lasting this long through all those struggles. And you're doing so good. You're doing amazing. Mila is so cute and motherhood looks great on you. Buttercup. Thank you. I have so, I feel like we, we're, we're going to do a part two of this because we, have we didn't to. even get to like anything. We have, <laughs> we have so much, well, we have so much to cover and like yeah. good thing that we have this podcast because we're just going to keep going. But we're definitely from the, for this particular conversation, we'll definitely do a part two. I know we touched on postpartum anxiety. I really want to talk about that. I even said, I said on one of my stories that I like, I'm scared of the anxiety. <laughs> and I totally, I like it, it came in full force that and like body image. That is a, I really liked your conversation with Shira about it, but that is a mind fuck. And Lots also like missing being pregnant. Like I'm feeling a lot of that. It's so weird, but I think that's part of the body image thing. Yeah. And also just like figuring out all the scheduling. Like I really wanted to talk about that because I was like texting you frantically like in a complete like like can you send me your schedule. <laughs> yeah. And but, I want to know how that's going too. So I want to cover that for sure. Yeah. And the sleeping, figuring out sleeping is, is like another. It's like, guys, like we could do 10 episodes on that. Uh-huh. But yeah. So I have a lot more to talk about. So guys, come back and listen to part two whenever we do that. Well, thank you, Aileen, for taking time off of your maternity leave to join and join me back on Betches Moms. Yes. Thanks for taking the time off of your day to talk to me. I'm not really doing a lot. Um, I mean, I'm doing a lot, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but this is definitely the highlight of my day. <laughs> and I can't, I can't believe I still haven't met Mila. Need to meet her. She's so I, cute. I met Jack, right? I did on the boardwalk that one time. Yes, we took a nice walk on the boardwalk. I at the think beach. I bought the exact same um, stroller bassinet cover as you. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like that little sheet. So yes. Cute. So cute. Yes. Um, so we still I have to go on a walk. Mila. We do. We have to go on a walk. And um, that's another thing. Moms love walks. <laughs> love walks. It's like it's the it's like how you ask people out on a first date. Yes. Like, do you want to go for a walk? <laughs> literally, literally. Yes. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard of. It's so amazing. It's so but I true. met people. I met friends. Like I have friends on my block now because like that's we so walk. nice. 
All right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Betches Moms podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple and Spotify and to follow Betches Moms on Instagram and to follow Aileen at Aileen. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram. And send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.